Good evening. This is your weekly Read and Speak podcast titled The Mariah Ram, featuring the word of the Lord. My name is G. We want to know that I'll be judged, but God gave me strength and he makes my way perfect. Psalms 1832. Let's start off with the episode number one. Now, my source is BibleStudy.org if you want to follow along. The number one is only divisible by itself. It is independent of any other numeral, yet composes all of them. Its meaning in the Bible centers on the unity and primacy of the God family being one, what is known as the Shema, a quote of verse 4 in Deuteronomy that is often used in Jewish prayer. Now, episode 1, we're going to focus on the title of the podcast, The Mariah Ram. What is the Mariah Ram? My mama asked me, I just had to ask y'all. Now, the beginning of the story is when God decided to test Abraham's faith. Genesis 22. Follow along. I'm going to read this from the message. Genesis 22, verse 1. After all this, God tested Abraham. God said, Abraham, yes, answered Abraham. I'm listening. Now, let's stop right there. We're going to pause for just a second. After all this... That means before what's about to happen, it was a lot that already happened. A whole lot. I mean a whole lot. We'll get back to that. He said, take your dear son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I'll point out to you. Now, let's define a burnt offering. The difference between a burnt offering and a regular offering is that in a burnt offering, you got to burn the whole animal. So when you so when you burn the animal on the altar, it symbolizes total commitment and surrender to God. Y'all get it? You feel me? Abraham got up early in the morning and saddled his donkeys. He took two of his young servants and his son Isaac. He had split wood for the burnt offering he set out for the place God had directed him to. On the third day, he looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham told his two young servants, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I are going over there to worship. Then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and gave it to Isaac, his son, to carry. He carried the flint and the knife. The two of them went off together. Isaac said to Abraham, his father, Father, yes, my son, we have flint and wood, but where's the sheep for the burnt offering? Abraham said, Son, God will see to it that there is a sheep for the burnt offering. And they kept on walking. God told him to go and sacrifice his son as a burnt offering. Not a sheep. Told him to go and sac God told him to go and sacrifice his son as a burnt offering. Not a sheep. But he told his son a sheep. 
but he was going to go sacrifice his son. Let's continue. They arrived at the place which God had directed him. Abraham built an altar. He laid out the wood. Then he tied up Isaac and laid him on the wood. Abraham reached out and took the knife to kill his son. Just then, an angel of God called to him out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, I'm listening. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't touch him. I now know how fearlessly you fear God. You didn't hesitate to place your son, your dear son, on the altar for me. Abraham looked up. He saw a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So he did sacrifice a sheep. Because if you Google it, a ram is a male sheep. Who'd have known? <laughs> I Googled it. I just had to be sure. I think I, I knew, but I just had to be sure. What were the odds? Abraham trusted God that much. The scripture says, in the, from the Message Bible, it says, now I know how fearlessly you fear God. Now, you think fearlessly. Fearlessly. How fearlessly you fear God. Fearless? How fearlessly you fear God. Y'all getting that? So, go to the Amplified Version and it says, for now I know that you fear God. Right now, the kind of fearlessly to sum it up to kind of bring it all around is like fear God with reverence and profound respect is what the rest of the scripture says reverence means deep respect and profound means very great or intense so think of a kind of respect that's deep And very greatly intense. Not the kind of fear that you look at a scary movie. It's not a, but it's not a deep respect. Fearlessly, it's a deep respect. It's a deep, great. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Deep, great, deep, great or intense respect. That's the kind of fear. Well, you follow me? Abraham named that place God Yara. God sees to it. That's where we get the saying, on the mountain of God, he sees to it. The angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. I swear, God's sure word, because you have gone through with this, and you have not refused to give me your son, your dear son Isaac. I'll bless you. Oh, how I'll bless you. And I'll make sure... That your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sand on the beaches. I know last time you counted the stars in the sky. I'll wait. Can you do it? I challenge you. Next time you go outside at nighttime. I mean it's it's evening time. This is when you watching the show. Well when I drop it anyway. It's 
stars outside. Go outside. Count the stars. Tell me if you run out of stars to count. Put it in the comments. Send me a message. It also says, like sand on the beaches. Last time you counted sand grains. That's a lot. You grab a handful of sand. It's at least thousands, hundreds of thousands of grains of sand. And we're talking about these are, he's going to bless him with these. What is it? And I'll make sure that your children flourish. Like stars in the sky. Like sand on the beaches. This is from the message. This is from the message. Y'all can look up the other versions. I'm not going to them right now. I'm just reading from the message right now. I'll refer to the New Living Testament in a moment. And your descendants will defeat their enemies. All nations on earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants because you obeyed me. Then Abraham went back to his young servants. They got things together and returned to Beersheba. Abraham settled down in Beersheba. We're going to stop there. Let's go back a little bit. Remember when we first started reading in Genesis 22 verse 1 said from the message after all this after all what people after all what 12 1 from the new living testament says the lord had said to abram now let's just start right there his name wasn't even abraham yet so before all what? Before his name was changed to Abraham. That's just thing one. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. That's Genesis 12.1, New Living Testament. 12.2 says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. Now, he didn't have no kids. He was 73, 74. He was in his early 70s when this was going on. He was old already. So when God saying these things to him, he already was trusting God this long period of time. 70 something years already. Right? That's just from my knowledge. I mean, you can read it. If you see something different, you can come back and let me know. Um, it's, we got the same book. Genesis 12, 4 through 5, New Living Testament. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. See? We got the same book. Yeah, I can read it too. He took his wife, Sarai. Start right there. When they had Isaac, her name was Sarah. So, also, before what? Before her name got changed to Sarah. And all these things that I'm going through. I'm just letting y'all know it's a lot that happened before 
this ram in the thicket. You feel me? He took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and all his wealth, his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, they traveled through Shechem when the Canaanites lived there. If I'm pronouncing all of this wrong, okay, I said already, I know I'll be judged. But God give me strength and makes my way perfect. Okay. Psalms 18.32. Okay. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I will give you this land. Genesis 12.7. New Living Testament. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and, and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages towards Negev, Genesis 9. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages towards Negev, Genesis 12, 9. A severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. All right, so when he got to Egypt, he ultimately didn't want to get killed for his wife because she was pretty. She was real pretty. She was real, real pretty. So Abram came up with this master plan that they're going to tell the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt at the time, that, that, that his wife was his sister. What she was, kind of, because I think it was his father's, like they shared the same father, different mothers. So they didn't lie, but that was his wife. It didn't matter. That was his wife. At the end of the day, that was his wife. So they said, okay, that when they got there, there was going to be a sister. So they wouldn't kill him. They wouldn't kill him and take his sister. I mean, take his wife, because that's what they would have done. So when the king took the sister and left him alive because that's the brother they you know what I'm saying they gave him they blessed him with food and a whole bunch of stuff because he was the brother the brother you feel me the brother so like in today's time y'all want y'all brothers right? you know what I mean but so <laughs> so when the king took the sister his wife God came to him in his dreams and basically threatened his soul and they got kicked out of Egypt. <laughs> Abram left Egypt and traveled north into Negev along with his wife and his nephew and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. That said in Genesis 13 1 through 2. Uh, <laughs> Why well, I say 1 through 2? They had so much stuff to where lots people, lots herdsmen, and and Abram's herdsmen was fighting. And a whole bunch of wild stuff was going on. So to prevent a whole bunch of like fights and stuff going on because the Canaanites was living there and the Perizzites was living there. You feel me? So to prevent a whole, to alleviate a whole bunch of situations from going on, 
Lot moved to Jordan Valley with his flocks and servants. Okay. Abraham still settled right there in Canaan. Remember, he went past Canaan and had to go back. But God had already told him that Canaan was going to be where his family was going to be at. But he just, he went somewhere still. That's what we do. As people, God tell us, stay right here. Don't go nowhere. I got something for you right here. And we hear him. We listen to him. We call ourselves children of the Lord. But yet we still go. Just so that we get turned back around and come back to where he tell us to be at in the first place. Because we're his. And for as long as we try to do right by him, he's going to always do his job by putting us in the positions and places where we have to be for him to do his job. Okay? You follow me? Okay. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abraham's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. Lot got kidnapped, y'all. To sum it up. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedor Lamor's Lormers army until he caught up with them at Dan. That's in Genesis 14, 14, New Living Testament. Y'all pronunciate that. Okay? You know, Abram went and got all that back. Everything. Everything that they took. Lot, his goods, his riches, his women, his captives. Not his captives, but other captives. <laughs> it's a lot that happened, y'all. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, Fast forward just a little bit. Abram's wife, Sarai, couldn't have children for whatever reason. But she had a maid who could. And she trusted her maid. So she told her maid, go sleep with Abram and have a baby bow. Right? Abram was all for it. He wanted a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was already old. This, like, this is 10 years after he settled in Canaan. All right? So he was already in his 80s. Like, this was he was already old. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar. That's the maid's name. And she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. That's in Genesis 16, 4, New Living Testament. Now, contempt. If you Google it, it says, The feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration worthless or deserving scorn now that a person or a thing is beneath consideration just imagine what Sarai is thinking right now at this point Sarai is like time out I said go give my husband a baby because I can't and I trust you You've been with me all these years. I, you, you know what I mean? I trust you. Go have a baby with 
my husband. You know what I'm saying? For me and for us. You know what I'm saying? Please. Beneath a thing is beneath consideration. That a person or a thing is beneath consideration. How can you not consider me at all? I, I'm the one who told you to go do that. Like, if it wasn't... If it wasn't for... What? What? So, mind you, it says, after all this happened, all of this happened first. Okay? So, Hagar ran away because she didn't care. She's like, forget all y'all. <laughs> I don't care about none of this. I got... I'm pregnant now. That's that baby mama drama. Shorty get pregnant and step. Shorty get pregnant and step. That's crazy. Who can relate? Who, who can relate? Shorty got pregnant and stepped. But. Unlike a lot of these baby mothers today. Hagar heard from God. <laughs> That's crazy to say. Unlike a lot of these baby mothers today, Hagar heard from God. In this wild situation, God said, you tripping? Go back. Okay? You about to have this man's baby. This man is a child of mine. Like, Abram is my child. You're not about to just take his child and step on him. You you got the whole situation jacked up, shawty. That's basically what God said. He's like, you lunching. It's not about to happen. So, she went back. And she had the baby. And they named him Ishmael. Okay? That's, after that happened, that's when God changed Abram's name to Abraham. As long as he, you know what I'm saying, promised to obey the covenant. God didn't have no, you know what I'm saying, doubt in his mind that Abram was going to obey the covenant. Now, the covenant is, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can go look it up. But the covenant is basically to go and uh, circumcise all the men ever <laughs> in his land. You live in this land, in his camp, his people, you're, any relation to Abram. And you're a man. You you get circumcised. That's just the way it is. And if you didn't, you, you know what I'm saying? You was on the outside. That's that's just the that's it. That's the end of it. And he changed Sarah's name to Sarah. You know what I mean? A lot happened. Lot got robbed again. I don't know what's up with him. Like he ended up getting robbed again. Uh that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what I mean? And then they did that same sister trick on another king, King Embelic of Gerar. You know what I'm saying? Then when Abraham was a hundred, <laughs> they finally had Isaac. Sarah and Abraham finally had Isaac. And then Abraham sent Hagar and Ishmael away. All right. God was trying to leave. God said, you can't leave on him. Sarah didn't want them around no more. Abram wasn't really with it. He wanted to fight it for real, but God says, do not fight Sarah on this. Send them away. So he sent them away. Okay? 
Now, after all that, that's just a few things. Y'all can go and read the scripture yourself. We got the same Bible. Um, after all that, and then get to spend some time with this boy, get to know this boy, love this boy. This is his child. Like, this is his, like, biologically, him and his wife's only child. After a hundred years, a hundred years, and God said, go kill him. Go kill him. A lot of people, a lot of people not going to do that. First of all, they're not going to do that. Mainly because they don't trust God enough. Half the reason they don't trust God enough because for them to get that type of message from God, they got to be a certain type of individual already. God not going to tell nobody to do that if they're not Abraham. They, he didn't tell nobody else to do that except Abraham. He only trusted Abraham like that. But he put y'all in a whole bunch of situations. It's a hundred. I know some of y'all went to go catch the bus. And then y'all got a phone call. Hey. Where you at? Oh, I'm, I'm right by the street. I'll give you a ride. Look at God. Keep your bus fed for tomorrow. Another day. You feel me? That was your ram in that bush. It ain't, it ain't gotta be your child for it to be comparable. You feel me? I mean, because at the end of the day, this this is kind of extreme. Y'all not, he's not putting nobody to this type of test in today's time. Not happening. Y'all lunching. It's not happening. But has there ever been a time where you had to sacrifice something? But by the grace of God, he provided a ram? It don't got to be that big. Because I know you didn't hold something for 100 years. <laughs> if you watching this right now, what you got that's a hundred years old. Now, if you living, if you if you over the age of a hundred, you got the blessing by God to be alive right now. That's what you got. That's over a hundred. The blessing of by God to be alive right now. But I want y'all to think about that. That ram was provision. And it was only put there because of the faith that Abraham held. Because of how he fearlessly feared God. By how he deeply, intensely respected God. So, I close I am G. Woo This is the Mariah Ram 
weekly read and speak podcast. When obedience seems to be nearly impossible, God will always provide a ram in the thicket. Till next week. I'm out.